Welcome to another episode of the podcast. You guys are in for a real treat today. My friend Lindsay is pretty much giving us a masterclass in Pinterest and how we can use it for business. In fact, it was so packed full of so much information that I have created it into a two-part episode. So today you're going to hear part one, and then next week on Tuesday, you're going to hear part two. And... This was because there was just so much information to take in that she is giving us that I wanted to make sure that I was able to give you this content in a way that you could consume it in a good amount of time and then um, implement what she talked about and then be ready for what she's going to talk about in the next episode. It is so good, you guys. I have implemented some of the tasks that she's going to give us to do. I went from literally just taking a few of my personal Pinterest boards, putting them onto a business account, doing some of the actions that she is going to give us, and I increased my monthly views by over a thousand people. So it is amazing what she tells us is going to work, and I cannot wait for you to get out a notebook, get ready to listen, and to make some big changes on your Pinterest. Lindsay is a business and marketing specialist that is particularly obsessed with Pinterest. She's the owner of the digital marketing agency Keyline Media and host to Caffeine and Create podcast and is the founder of Chaos to Clarity Accelerator where she helps take overwhelmed entrepreneurs from confused to crushing it on social media in 90 days. I cannot wait for you guys to hear everything that she is going to teach us today. So get ready to up your Pinterest game. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. All right, friends, I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Lindsay, who is the Pinterest expert, and she is going to be teaching us all things Pinterest today. Um, Welcome to the show, Lindsay. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to join you. So tell us your journey of entrepreneurship and becoming a mom. So 
I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit. My husband and I, we actually had a business together for a while um, that, you know, doesn't exist anymore, but that kind of started the Pinterest journey. It was more his baby than mine. And then I was, I've always been the mom that wanted to be the career mom. I had no aspiration of staying home with children, no intention of, you know, being cooped up with the kids all day or anything. My, I always expected to be going to work, being the breadwinner, because that's in me and my husband's relationship. I've actually always been the breadwinner. So that's kind of always been that picture that I had in my head for my life and for motherhood. And then I was six months pregnant with my daughter sitting in my office at lunch, bawling my eyes out because reality hit me so hard. I wanted to be home. I didn't want to be at work. I wanted to be home. And it was not something I ever expected to shift in my mind and in my emotions, but it did. So at, oh gosh, 38 weeks pregnant with my daughter, I joined a multi-level marketing company. So that's kind of the first business I had and still do have actually, um, that kind of got me into the entrepreneur space in a sense. And that gave me a good foundation and a good starting point for learning skills. And I ran with that business. It's done well. And then when I was pregnant with my son, so we're fast forwarding a couple years. Um, I was about five months pregnant with him and I decided to turn my love of social media marketing into a business. And, um, I became a social media manager I'm I'm in a job where I was in a job where my maternity leave was not paid. It was not covered. So, and our expenses were so tight at the time. I needed a way to make some money to cover that income gap when I was on maternity leave. So I decided to take that skill, monetize it. And I started a social media marketing company, Keyline Media. Um, which I still have and run and love. And that was my first like business business. That was all me. And I absolutely love it. Then from there, um, then from there I went and joined and started doing, um, coaching business coaching. Um, so I do a mix of business coaching and social media specific coaching because, that's kind of my background. So that's what most people look to me for. And I absolutely love it. I have a new coaching program launching soon and I'm finishing up an ebook and there's all sorts of great things in the works. So it's exciting and I love it, but that's kind of been where I started and where I am now and how I got into it. And it's not easy. That's for sure. Yeah. So what did you, did you feel like the So were you home with the kids all the time after you did the multi-level marketing? Did you continue to work or did you just do the multi-level marketing? No, I continued to hold down my full-time job. 
um, because I was the breadwinner leaving a business and the insurance holder for my family. So leaving a job that literally upholds your whole family and your whole family structure is a huge undertaking. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure so many people can relate to that because it's not easy. So I continued to work and work my businesses, both of them at the same time while working full time, while dealing with tiny kids and pregnancies and (laughs) toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) so a juggling act for sure do you think there's a key to you being able to do your full-time job and run your businesses and still be the mom I do I think it's very important to kind of in your mind be able to compartmentalize your different tasks and duties because we know we switch from you're having to switch from them work mode to mom mode to business mode and sometimes it can be really overwhelming so being able to separate separate those in your mind as well as time block the best you can mm-hmm. setting aside certain blocks of time that are dedicated to different things and so time that and time management is yeah being efficient being fast and good time management so i mean it's kind of all the all those things combined into one otherwise there's no way and of course support and help you have to be able to ask for support you have to be able to ask people for help and give yourself a lot of grace. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I love how I am 100% hearing a theme of everyone I've talked to so far that it's you have to time block and you have to be able to, you know, um just separate your work mode from mom mode to business mode and um asking for help and like saying knowing that it's okay that you are not superwoman and you cannot be superwoman in all things. So Okay, I am so excited to dive into Pinterest because this is a topic I know that I need to tackle and I need to learn about. So I cannot wait for you to share your wisdom with us on Pinterest um, because I know I've dabbled, but I have not even attempted. So I can't wait. So go ahead and dive in and tell us all the things that we need to know as entrepreneurs about Pinterest. So Pinterest is truly a powerhouse for your business. If you have a website of any kind, there is no reason that you should not be on Pinterest. And before anyone panics about having time to throw another thing into the mix, please don't. Because if I can find time to fit Pinterest marketing into my busy schedule, you can 110% do the same. And plus it's a lot more fun. Sometimes I don't even want to do my other social media scheduling because I enjoy doing the Pinterest one so much. So there's multiple reasons you should be using Pinterest for your business. Besides the fact that it can work for any business that has a website There's more than 320 million active viewers on Pinterest, which is a huge, huge deal. About 71% of the users are women. So if your target market is female, that's a big deal. If you are 
if you are selling any kind of product, it is also a big deal because how many households are the purchasing decisions being made by the woman, by the mom? Mm-hmm. A huge percentage. Yeah. You can tell I'm a total nerd for stats, right? <laughs> If you're thinking that you can't compete with the big brands, 97% of the searches within Pinterest are not brand specific, Mm. which means that small brands and unknown names can truly compete on an almost even playing field with everybody else. And then ads, the word that scares everybody, 78% of users on Pinterest actually report that the content from brands is useful, including the ads they see. Interesting as to where the other platforms normally, isn't it right that it's like, oh, it's an ad and I just scroll by because it's not. Exactly. And it's still very apparent that it is, they still have make it apparent that it's a sponsored content, but it literally, it's not a random piece of content thrown into your feed. It really does relate to whatever it is you're searching for. They've done an amazing job in their algorithm, making sure that you're not seeing things that are unrelated to what you're actually looking for. So Pinterest and the reason it is so amazing for your business, even though it's considered a social media platform by general standards, it's not. It's actually an SEO-based platform, and it's a visual search engine. So that means that it functions more like Google or YouTube versus Facebook or Instagram. People are searching for things, which Mm is why it is so amazing. Plus, it allows you to have the ability to up your website traffic, which is something all of us want. We want, right. we want eyes on our stuff. Um, so before you panic about SEO, I'm going to dumb it down and make it super, super easy because the, just the acronym used to give me anxiety. Yes. So, so SEO is search engine optimization. And that is really just a fancy way of saying what you're typing it's really truly boils down to keywords and relevancy and that's it. So you don't need to worry about all of that other stuff so much. It's really just about the keywords and the relevancy. So regard, so what your topic is about on Pinterest, you're going to type in a keyword and it'll auto-populate some suggestions and things like that. And those are, some of your takeaways. Those are some of your keywords. And I highly recommend making a, picking like a, have you, if you've heard of content pillars before. Mm-hmm. So your business should have content pillars. And that is a fancy way of saying that your business should be able to boil your top talking points into the specific pillars. You should have anywhere, some people have upwards of 10 or more from what I've seen, and you can also have like three or five. I have about five for my business. And then subtopics that relate to those main pillars. So within those pillars, you can boil that down to certain hot button words that people might search for on Pinterest. So in my realm, it's social media marketing. So 
on Pinterest, I would go to the search bar and type in how to Instagram, how to Pinterest and see what auto populates under that search. And that will give you some keywords that you can then list out. And those are going to be the main things that you want to infuse into your profile, your board titles, your board descriptions, your pins, everything. Mm-hmm. Because the more you boil those into the, the, all those various aspects of Pinterest, the more you're going to show up in the Pinterest search feed. So I know I rabbit hold just a little bit. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those different components. So it all kind of makes a little more sense, especially when you're just starting out on Pinterest, you start hearing all these terms and it can be, you don't want to have a panic attack yeah, because it really isn't hard. So the first thing you're going to want to do above all else is set up a Pinterest business account. There is no negative to setting up a business account. It is completely free and it gives you access to a ton of analytics. The back end of Pinterest, their analytics are actually very, very good. So you definitely want that ability. Plus you have the option to go into their settings and verify your website. After you verify your website, you will also get the option to do something called enabling rich pins. Now this is getting into the little more techie aspect, but Pinterest does have um, a spot for you to enable the rich pins and they have a um, link that will walk you through the directions on how to do it. And what is a rich pin? So a rich pin, if you've ever scrolled on Pinterest and you have found a pin where the title of it is bold, recipes are probably the best um, example. So you are looking for a recipe, you find a pin, you probably don't notice that the title of it is bold versus a regular pin. Mm -hmm. It just happens to stand out more for whatever reason. You click on it and you notice that the entire recipe is right there in the pin for you to view. Right. Yes. Those, those are my favorite ones because I don't have to click anywhere else. And that's a rich pin. Okay. And those pins are actually given preference. Okay. In the Pinterest feed because Pinterest knows that that pin is of quality content. It's coming straight from your website, which is why they give it priority. Oh, I'm, I'm scrolling as we're talking and I'm now seeing the bold versus the unbolded. Interesting. And you wouldn't necessarily notice that otherwise. Uh -uh. Yeah. So if you're looking for a web, if you're looking for a recipe and you want it right there in the pin, Click on those bold ones. Well, you just helped me make dinner faster. Thank you. The podcast is over. (laughs) I'm going to go make dinner now. Yes. (laughs) So your next step is setting up your profile. And this is not that hard, I promise. I know setting up your profile becomes like an obsessive thing on some of the other platforms, Mm -hmm. but this one's not too bad. It boils down to a few things. You want a clear photo of you. 
make sure you're showing your face. Try not to do a logo. People want to see the person behind the brand. Mm -hmm. So try to use a nice clear photo of you. That's easy to see. You're going to want to use your name and what you do. So like for an example, mine is Lindsay Perigene and it has a line business coach and podcast host. Okay. So that is an example of how to do that. Then you're going to want to make sure your website is there. Obviously you're going to want to have a short description of who you help and how and include your location. If your business is like local specific. Okay. If you have an online business, it's not really important to have your location, but if you are trying to build a local following, I highly recommend putting, you know, your city or state of some sort in there. And very important, a call to action. Okay. So at the very end, make sure you are directing someone to a freebie with a link or head to my website for freebies, join email list, or even, and if you don't have any of these things, you can even just ask people to follow you on Pinterest. Okay. And again, our call to action goes in the description. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just like the other platforms like Instagram, you have a very short amount of space to fit this all in. So mm-hmm. you really want to be super, super specific. I just had to pop in quick to tell you about one of my favorite clothing boutiques, Statement Boutique. About a year ago, I was just ready to step out of the postpartum, nursing-friendly clothes and find my style again. And with the help of Statement Boutique, I looked a little bit more put together at school drop-off and I felt so much more myself for date night. Having clothes that felt like they were my style again, but fit the busy mom life and made me feel like me. Head to statementdowntown.com and use the code BUSYYEARS20 to receive 20% off your purchase. Again, head to statementdowntown.com and use the code BUSYYEARS20 to receive 20% off of your purchase. Some exclusions may apply. Okay, then the other component to your account is your Pinterest boards. So each board will have a general topic and then you pin your various pins there. And I think most of us have been on Pinterest looking for various things. So I'm not going to like dive into the specifics. Mm -hmm. I think we, I think, you know, being women, we all understand how to use Pinterest. We look, I I think I use it more than Google. Yeah. So you're going to want to start with at least 10 boards on your account that have a minimum of 10 pins each. Okay. These 10 pins do not have to be your own original content. They can be, they can also be repins and things like that. So, you know, before you think that you have to create a hundred pieces of possible content, it doesn't have to be all your own. Okay. Now the board topics you pick are going to want to appeal to your ideal customer and relate to some things that they might be searching for. So like some fun examples that most of us could use are, you know, positive quotes for entrepreneurs or social media marketing hacks. Um, you know, what else? 
how to start a podcast, uh-huh. <laughs> things like that. And you can um, look, you can create those boards based around what you think your clients will be searching for and around the services that you offer. Okay. You are going to want to pick titles that are searchable and contain your SEO keywords. This is where we get the SEO back in place. Please, for the love of God, (laughs) I know how tempting it is to create these cute, fun, catchy names for your boards. I've been there, done that. Please do not do that because it will not be searchable. You know, an example from my own experience, my, I had a dessert board once upon, I mean, I actually still have it on my account. That's called make life a little sweeter. Nobody is searching for make life a little sweeter. They are Mm -hmm. searching for easy desserts, Mm -hmm. things like that. So you're going to want to pick titles that are searchable. And you also in that same thing, you'll have, after you create the board and the title, you will have to go back into your account and edit that board. And when you go back in to edit the board, and this is where most people stop. So you definitely want to do this. Go back in, edit the board, and you'll see a bunch of options that allow you to put in extra information, including a description. And that is where your keywords really come into play. You're going to want to put a written description of what that board is about. Make that description conversational. You do not want to just list out a bunch of keywords in the description. Definitely make it conversational and incorporate those keywords. Can you give us an example of like what a conversational description would be? Um, oh gosh, off the top of my head. So maybe like social media marketing hacks. Um, you could do a description of some of my favorite tips and tricks to help you grow an engaged audience on Facebook, Pinterest, you know, plug in whatever social media platform. Okay. And so something that is a sentence that will contain your keywords and explain the board without it being a run on of keywords. So you don't want it to look like a a run on of hashtags that you would see in Instagram basically. Okay. Now, for someone that has already a personal account and you want to convert it to a business account, you can 100% do that. You can convert it. You can. You can take your personal account. You can convert it to a business account. And what you're going to do is you're just going to want to shift your account around. So any boards that you want to keep that are not related to your business or your ideal client in any way, you can change those boards and make them secret. Mm -hmm. You can also reorganize and move your pins to different boards, which is super helpful. You can also delete your boards or you can archive them. Okay. If If you archive them, you can recover them. So would you suggest, like, is it better for the Pinterest algorithm to take our current account and just transfer it to a business account or does that not matter? 
It really doesn't matter because your ability to grow quickly on on Pinterest is pretty high. Okay. So you're not going to hinder yourself or, you know, cause a problem by starting over fresh. Okay. So if you want to start with a blank slate, you can. I went from personal to business. Okay. Because I know I have like so many pins on my personal account, but it all like has nothing to do with my business. Yeah. And um, same here. I made most of those boards secret and anything that I felt would still appeal to my ideal client, I kept on there and just, I don't know if in case you don't know this, you can actually drag your boards around and change the order. Oh. So anything that wasn't relevant to like my ideal client, like business wise is closer to the bottom of my account. Okay. You can still see the boards, because, you know, I have a lot of, because of, I have a little bit of background with hair and makeup. I have boards that are related to hair and makeup because some of my ideal clients fall in that category. Mm-hmm. So I left those boards up. I just moved them down to the bottom. So they're not the first thing you see if you go to my account, okay. but they're still there. Yeah. I know when I, so I just started a business account. There's like nothing there. And when I started the business account, it gave me like the option to pull some of my other boards over. So would you suggest that, yes, to pull some of those boards that already have pins on them over to your business account? If they're going to relate to your ideal client, absolutely. I would keep them. I would go in and edit them and add the descriptions and maybe change the titles around and things like that, depending on how they are currently. Okay. And that will allow you to utilize them to your benefit. Perfect. And I know you also said that once we create a board to make 10 pins on it and it can be anything and doesn't have to be our own content, do we want to eventually be replacing those pins? And like, so is it like we're just putting 10 pins there that are not our content almost as placeholders and then anything that goes onto those boards after that should be our own content? or is still continuing to pin others content good for us as a business page? Both. Okay. So I like to use the rule of thirds. So I recommend one third of your own original content, one third of repins that are already on Pinterest and one third of third party posts from various places. And what that means is when you are searching on websites for, you know, a cute outfit for your kids at Target and you find it, you would make out a pin and you create a new pin and add it to Pinterest. Oh, okay. Your board. So they love, Pinterest loves it when you add new original things, whether it be your own content or content from another website, they love it when you're adding new things because it keeps the platform relevant and invigorated. Okay. So, so definitely I split it into thirds is what I usually recommend. Awesome. Yeah. As much of your content as humanly possible, but to keep it from being intimidating about one third. Wow, wasn't this episode chocked full of so much information and I cannot wait for you guys to hear part two because you are going to get so much out of it and I can't wait to hear how your Pinterest, your Pinterest, your Pinterest, your Pinterest, 
<laughs> I can't wait to see how your Pinterest are transformed after this episode. So stay tuned and tune in next week for part two of this episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. This episode's show notes and all past episode show notes can be found at michellehagan.com slash podcast. I would love to put a face to the listener. Come over and join me on Instagram at michellehagan. Or you can join me in our private Facebook community just for the Busy Years podcast listeners called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a community where you can dig in a little bit deeper to your dreams, share your dreams out loud with like-minded people, let people cheer you on in what you are currently doing to chase your dreams, and learn a little bit more about our episodes, and I'll even pop in there every once in a while to teach live. I can't wait to see you and meet you, my friends. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? that you can take action in the middle of motherhood, I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.